One of the reasons most of us have not really been taught nor experienced the fullness of our heart is that fear we describe, but the fear of feeling, which sounds crazy, but we've only really been taught to revere or appreciate the kind of happy, positive feelings, right? Or the ones that are kind of publicly okay to show, right? The ones that, whereas things like fear, anxiety, loneliness, sad, all these things that we all deal with, it's like, oh no, we, we put on a, you know, we put on a face, I'm fine, I've got this. Newsflash, nobody's got this. Clearly, look at what just happened, what we're going through, and we're all just doing the best we can. But the beauty is the power of the heart can restore us and remind us who we are and connect us with each other by letting ourselves feel. The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the Conqueror Approach. Today, I have Jesse May Wolf, the founder of the global movement, the Heart Rise Movement. Jesse May empowers teams of creatives, entrepreneurs, executives around the world using the integration of the Heart Rise method. Each program results in increased emotional intelligence, strategic problem solving, corporate communication and leadership development. She's helped cities globally sharing this method. And she's also the host of the High on Heart podcast. Thank you, Jesse May, for joining me. It's such an honor. Ah, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And what you do is kind of one of the most important, you know, workspaces I've, you know, I've witnessed because it's bringing people back to understanding where their true essence is. Uh, and, and before we dive into heart uh, and, and operating from that place, can you tell us a little bit about the Heart Rise movement, how it was born, uh, and what does Heart Rise mean for people who may have not heard it before? Absolutely. Yes. Well, it's definitely been the sort of my, my heartbeat the whole way along, and it's really, it's my life's work. So Heart Rise, Rise stands for Radiant Integral soul energy. So it's essentially, if you think of it as the currency that connects us, it's the heart intelligence. And there is a lot of science to it. If that sounds a little too woo woo, it's the power and the presence and the pulse. It's the energy or the vibes that you experience when you meet someone that no one's really taught us how to harness. And the heart is the way in and the way through. And when you learn how to cultivate that, it's amazing what it can do. So we'll get more into that. But just as a starting point, I was always very heartfelt. You know, I was super sensitive as a kid. I was just an empath. I really connected with others and like hypersensitive almost to a fault where I'd feel everyone's pain. And I really was, you know, I'd pick things up. And so that sort of drove a lot of my decision-making without realizing it. You know, I was creative. I was passionate. I was a connector. Um, I was definitely a little sort of rebel heart as a kid. And that kind of evolved into um, being an entrepreneur and you know, being the eldest of four in a pretty big family. And um, my dad was very much an entrepreneur, so it was take the bull by the horn. So I had this sort of like that mentality, that mindset mixed with 
a very soft, sensitive heart. So it's sort of this mashup of both. And, you know, that evolved through so many of the different chapters of my life, being an entrepreneur. And even when I was at school, initially I studied, you know, communications with a minor in film. And then I was taking like physics, math and music classes and Spanish, like all kinds of, you know, I was just curious and I let that curiosity lead me. But the one thread that really sort of wove everything together was as I reflect now and as HeartRise was born was always this, this listening to something deeper within, right? We hear that the answers live within and we sort of want to access that. And I was always very curious. So this sort of curious nature drove so much of what I was doing and it didn't always take me on the right path, but it allowed me to expand. So you know, got down on so many different entrepreneurial journeys and, you know, many chapters along those um, in, in that way. I mean, I had a clothing line and marketing and design, lots of different experiences. And I just share that um, I could go into more detail, but it's more because each of those has really allowed for what is now HeartRise. So even though at the time, you know, I didn't want to lock in when I was at university, I didn't want to have to choose a lane. I was like, I want to do a little of this and a little of that. And I was creative you know, and I love design, I love fashion, and all of those things now get to sort of be sprinkled into what I do, which is really beautiful. And it also allows for a greater capacity to understand others. So for anyone watching, I would really encourage to listen to that. There is a pulse and we're going to get to that. And that's what HeartRise helps to unleash and uncover and plug into. But when you learn to trust that you actually do have the answers within, which is very confrontational for you know who, busy mind, right? We'll get to that too. I have a lot of names for this guy, uh, but it can get very chaotic uptown. And, you know, I was noticing that there was always this push pull, these shoulds that would be driving some of the narrative, but there was a deeper calling inside and this sort of creative vision. Initially, I really understood it more as the creative vision in me, you know, I was super creative and I was always drawn by entrepreneurship. I remember having conversations as sort of a big sister mentor camp counselor for kiddos. And I just remember being so inspired to have inspiring conversations. When people would have a dream, I'd be like, let's get it going. You know, like, how can we? And I'd love to ideate. And I, I now call it heartstorm, but I'd love to heartstorm with them and vision what that could be. And, you know, just really everything was possible. In fact, I even had, when I got into my clothing line, I had a Picasso quote, everything you can imagine is real that went down my pants that were, I had all these fun, playful colors. And I used to create the whole color palette and these amazing, just fun pieces. So they were called my jimmies, which was a mix between jammies and like cozy pants, but they were like freestyle. And I had a quote coming down the pen and just, it was back in the days, like the early days of Juicy Couture, which was, you know, the, so it was cozy loungewear, which evolved into sweaters and all these different things. But that was also such a creative emancipation. But that said, I was very much drawn along the way to continuously be in the conversation of what was possible and always inspired by stories. Like I remember as a young kid, the story of like Ben and Jerry's was like one that I was like, wow, how cool. Like just looking at when someone had a story or a passion or a purpose and what drove them. So that sort of entrepreneurial journey or the hero, the hero's journey was something that really called me. So that was the thread that continued to guide me into what has now become HeartRise as the method and the movement. Um, and at the point when I really decided to shift gears, I had built up this clothing line, which was my own name, which was very con like confusing because it was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna, it was 2008 at the time. 
And I felt really overwhelmed by, you know, there was just so much happening in the economy and the rat race mm-hmm. industry. And I just was, oh, I wasn't feeling it anymore. And I didn't like all of my favorite creations would be the ones that the buyers wouldn't buy because they weren't safe. So I'd keep all the fun samples, but it just felt very limited. And, you know, we were just constantly producing for profit and the creative aspect that I love the design and the working with others. Like when we do trade shows, I'd love having, you know, people would come find me at the Coterie because of my laugh and they'd come to our booth and be like, oh, we're safe, you know, because the fashion industry can be a little, a little bit of a hoopla, you know, a little bit of a scene and a lot of masquerading, if you will. So, you know, I was observing all of these threads that were really guiding and inspiring me without realizing it. But that all sort of fed into when I shifted gears in 2008 and I was actually a dear friend of mine who had sent me an article about life coaching at the time, which wasn't as rampant as it is now. And I just say that because it was sort of acknowledging what I was already doing naturally. And Mm -hmm. I remember reading the article and it was sort of in the midst of like birthing the next collection and buying the next, you know, you're always in fashion. You're always working a season ahead on design or two seasons ahead on design and one season ahead on production. So it's really hard to like exit stage left. But I just remember feeling so lit when I read this and I thought, wow, imagine if that could be a career, like imagine if like I could do what I love and just be continuously sort of birthing and and empowering and encouraging people to tune into their path, their purpose, their truth. So that sort of, it stirred something in me. And when I decided in 2008 to shift gears and I went and did a program and it wasn't even per se the program. In fact, I don't even think the school is around anymore, but it was more that I gave myself, and this is important because Sometimes we get so caught up in the credentials, but it's more the permission that we give ourselves. And I really had said, you know what? Yes, I want to follow this path. And I started to get into what now is, you know, the early stages of Heart Rise, which was sort of really the thread all along. And then I can get to the heart piece. But what I noticed was when I got into the coaching, as I began, and it was so interesting because my first client was actually someone I met on a plane. Um who I'm that person who in the grocery line is making friends and on the plane is, you know, I just, I'm, I love to connect. I mean, we, the first moment we connected and shout out to Sheila, who's another beautiful heart and soul and connector. Um, You know, she knew it was going to be a natural connect, but I just love to connect. And so this, I'll keep his name out, but he was amazing. And he was this beautiful, kind, older gay man who by the end of the flight was like crying in my lap. I kid you not. And I was like, okay, this is on. And so I, I had the courage to ask him if he'd be willing to, you know, try on a client session. I think I might've even offered free. And then I worked into starting to charge and built it out from there. And it's funny, the first few clients I had were actually men um, because they felt safe and seen, you know, and held in a way. And that's the essence of any really powerful coaching in my experience where, you know, we feel like we can express who we are and come home to who we are. So Anyhow, the coaching gave way to growing that, doing a lot of work with groups. And I will say that the heart came in as a really key piece when I realized that so much of where people got stuck or blocked was here. So I'll leave it there. I could say so much more. And now we're taking it, we're bringing it in so many ways and places and spaces from the corporate world to schools to, um, but I can continue. I just feel like I'm giving a lot of background here. (laughs) No, I appreciate it because the story is powerful because I believe when we're children, we have that spark that we're using our imagination fully, our creativity, and we're operating from that space. And then as we get older, it kind of fades and fades and fades. And then 
like you said, there's a, there's a larger blockage and we can't seem to access that creative spirit anymore. Yeah. Right. And you, you stuck with it. You were creating, you were doing design work and you're also remaining open to what fulfilled you more. And when that opportunity was there, you know, mustering the courage to go for it. Uh, that's just, that's a powerful story because people are stuck. You know, right. people might, they, they aren't fulfilling their creative spirit, which humans are creative by nature, I believe. And that blocks their, their lives from being truly fulfilled. So that is just, you're just an example of what is possible when someone is operating from, from that space, being open to what opportunities come about. And, I love that. I love yeah. that so much. And the fear piece, I think what you addressed there, I think is really important also, because that was partly where the blockages were um, just apparent, even in my own life or with some of the naysayers or people who, you know, when I first started my clothing line, for example, it was like, oh, good luck with that. Not that they didn't have confidence. And it was just a few people, but that would say, you know, I was from Montreal at the time. And, you know, there's big brands out of, you know, Europe and LA and New York and you know, the chances of starting a line successfully are slim to, not, you know, if you go in that mindset of limiting beliefs and fear and let that drive the bus. But I was, I leaned in and I did some, you know, it was Jesse may come out and play. And I created a really colorful collection and the butterfly was born. And I had all my girlfriends modeling the collections and we'd do these really fun shoots. And it was just a very original heart spirited, creative spirit, creative visionary sort of brand, but just to lean into you know, that the courage and the root of courage is cœur en français or core in Latin, which is heart. And, you know, I don't believe anyone is fearless. I believe we all have fear, but it's how we lean in and move through it that guides and supports us. Um, so that's pivotal. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's it's not the absence of fear. It's navigating through it that courage is. Um, and, and with that, I want to ask. For someone who might not have the context, when I say from that space or operating from the heart, vice operating from the mind, yes. what does it mean to live and be from the heart? Because for a lot of people, it's just a muscle that pumps blood right. out of the body, right? Uh, such a good question. And it is so important to identify because it's very true that we've been taught to think of the heart as exactly that, just the physiological heart, you know, and just the sort of operating system in a sense. But actually, when I describe heart, we're talking about this intelligent wisdom that is one that connects and plugs us in and gives us access to so much more. So on the science side, there's an electromagnetic field energy, which is why when you meet someone, they're putting out a signal, right? Mm -hmm. I, we, we do workshops for Gen Z and youth called the vibes don't lie. And we know that's true, you know, especially and even through tech, you know, I mean, you meet someone in person and it's a lot easier to pick up those cues, but even through voice, we've been doing a lot on clubhouse and I love it. Cause you, it's just, there's no BSing on clubhouse cause you feel the vibes. You either feel mm -hmm. someone's energy or you're like, that person's full of it. You don't feel, it doesn't feel true or authentic. So learning to attune to that vibrational wisdom, which is heart power, as I call it, and that, that, um, that grounding within is key. And the piece around it that's important to understand, and I'll differentiate further in a moment, is one of the reasons most of us have not really been taught nor experienced the fullness of our heart is that fear we describe, but the fear of feeling. 
which sounds crazy, but we've only really been taught to revere or appreciate the kind of happy, positive feelings, right? Or the ones that are kind of publicly okay to show, right? The ones that, whereas things like fear, anxiety, loneliness, sad, all these things that we all deal with, it's like, oh no, we, we put on a, you know, we put on a face, I'm fine, I've got this. Newsflash, nobody's got this. Clearly, look at what just happened and what we're going through. And we're all just doing the best we can. But the beauty is the power of the heart can restore us and remind us who we are and connect us with each other by letting ourselves feel. So to, con to contextualize further, the thought of opening the heart is like, shoot me now for most people. Like, I don't want to open my heart. I got this. I'm tough, especially for men. And we do a lot of work with men. We've talked about this. We're going to be doing more too, which I'm excited about, um, but it's really important. And, you know, I will give real context because I was asked initially, the reason that I started working with men is there was a woman who ran a men in recovery group who invited me to share and to start doing heart rise sessions with a men's group. And it wasn't, you know, necessarily like some Malibu shishi environment. It was definitely like an intense rough and tough, you know, sort of the kind of environment where. I maybe wouldn't have felt safe if I was in my head, right? And I just thought, you know what, this is, there's a bigger request here. It felt like there was a calling to do that work. And I worked with this group for three years. It was the most powerful experience to date, one of the most that I've had. And just witnessing the experience of letting people feel held and allowing them to just feel their feelings, like it sounds so simple. And yet most of us haven't felt safe enough to do that. And so the heart plays such an integral role to unleash a lot of that feeling wisdom by feeling through, you can heal through and move that stuck energy so that you're not relying on the busy mind, which is the automated limiting beliefs, which is what runs the show for most people. So it's not about, and it's often described as ego mind. So I don't preach to not um, embrace the ego because we all have an ego. We all have programming. We all have things that we've picked up along the way, but it's that the head and the heart can work together. So when you start to really befriend the heart and learn to tune in and access some of those feelings and the method itself helps to do that, that's really what it un uncovers. It helps us to start feeling safe enough to feel what's coming up so that we can release it and move through and unleash that creative vision and that power and that purpose and that ease and that compassion and all the beautiful things that the heart is here to share within each of us. We all have our own signature song. So there is this powerful intelligence that is available to us when we plug in and it's about getting the head to cooperate. So I like to say it's getting the head to bow to the heart's wisdom, which is super confrontational for you know who. It's like, nah. -uh. I'm going to keep it all stuffed down and that, you know, I, this emotional constipation, we're blocking so much and we're pretending like we've got it all together. And it's actually the most dangerous thing that we could be doing because it's isolating, it's uncomfortable, it actually causes physical illness if we're not mindful and heartful, as I like to say, about what we're experiencing. And the beauty is the more we come home to our heart and witness each other in that way, we recognize, as I like to say, we all know each other by heart. And we're like, wow, he's feeling it too. She's feeling it too. Oh, I can exhale. So to open the heart, even though we've been taught to think of that as unsafe, the more we practice it, the more resilience we build, the stronger we are, and the more our brilliant mind can serve that power source. 
you said some just a lot of beautiful things and when I, when i learned that the heart has its own frequency it radiates yeah. a, a literal energy and scientists figured this yeah. out and when i when i saw that the brain and the heart can be operating on different wavelengths and they can measure it yes like literally measure it it blew my mind because that's when i was just like this is very powerful and and then i started realizing when we do feel energy of other people when we are feeding off vibrations we sense that you know animals sense it of course like especially i was just talking to my doctor the other day like how sensitive dogs are to that because they operate from that space all the time like that's just how animals are um but we are animals also and we have that <laughs> capability to sense um and it's just it's just so powerful and that kind of leads to my next question of going from head to heart right because that's for a lot of people it is scary and it and like you said it is, it's going to take practice and i'm still practicing it like every day i'm in my head and i'm just trying to remind myself head like go to heart you know head mm -hmm. to heart a good friend of mine told me just head to heart is a good quick way to remind yeah. yourself to say head to heart and hand on heart helps too, just by the way, if you mm -hmm. notice when we're really moved or we're in our heart, we just do that by instinct. So just mm -hmm. as a simple extra little prompt that helps, but head to heart is right on. That is true. I, I, I did remember, I think it was Tony Robbins that mentioned it. When you put your hand on your heart, mm -hmm. um, within like a minute or two, your, your frequencies are aligned from your brain to your heart. The state you cultivate yeah. is coherence and if you breathe with your heart it's called heart focused breathing because i did train with heart math which is a science-based research institute so i i have a lot of the science in in the in the treasure trove too and it's amazing like you described to to recognize that but it's that's it's that simple you know just initially i mean and, and you may find for anyone who practices it if you are holding a lot inside and you haven't really connected at first it can feel very uncomfortable but with practice it gets so much easier and it's, it's just a power source it's your engine mm -hmm. and the that is a habit to to practice getting attuned to that which is one of the things i'm very appreciative for the work you do because you do a daily meditation that you send out through text and you know that is i think that's how how we start yeah. by by something like that and if you're listening to this, check out the Instagram heart rise movement and text her community because that daily, I just thank you for the work you put into that because that that's not easy to maintain. But that I think is the starting point because that brings awareness that gets you in a meditative space, the breathing, understanding, and then the repetition, keeping keep keep doing it every morning and then i, I believe there's going to be a lot of shifts that happen internally so it's a rhythm it's percussive mm -hmm. that's why so for anyone musical or not i mean we all I, you said we're all creative i think we're all musical by nature too there is this you know vibration right which is why sound current is so powerful sound baths have become so you know there's a reason mm -hmm. for that and the oceanic nature of going into a spa there's a reason that, that whole sort of ocean energy is present so with practice you can sense it and actually as part of the method the fourth step is flow with heart wisdom i flow so you can tell with practice if you're tense and really like reactive and not in flow and it's a perfect way to just sort of cue back up to okay I want to come back home to my heart and just with breath and with practice 
there is this vibrational memory too. So the beauty is with practice, you can just check back in and just by hearing a voice that gives that kind of ease or being in a certain environment, you know, there's things that we can do and just hand on heart is one of the best ones to cue it back up. It just brings you right back into that rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that's just a, such an effective way because I'm going to start practicing it because if you, if you notice, if you have the awareness to notice you're operating from your head and just putting your hand on your heart and just focusing your attention there, there you go. You're shifting your attention from whatever you're mm. lost in, lost in the sauce in your brain. In your heart. <laughs> so and the breath is key too. And you want to breathe right. yeah. <laughs> together. So tell us a little bit about that because yeah. Not only do you have like one of the most soothing voices when you do a meditation, mm -hmm. but tell us a little bit about how we can, how, how the breath is so important in yeah. aligning ourselves to our heart. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, if you think of sort of this like heart power or this um, heartbeat as your rhythm, you want to give oxygen to it. You want to breathe mm -hmm. so that you wake it back up, right? If you're kind of holding and you're tense and there's no breath coming in, that's when it's quite literally a sense of like, we feel it, you feel really tense. And so the breath just really helps to unleash. And at first, especially with hand on heart, if you have a lot of tension and you're holding a lot and you're really busy uptown, then it can be initially a little bit challenging. But I will say again, with practice, working with breath just helps to ease you into heart. And with listening to something, the combination of a guided practice, and thank you for those Ignite Bites are a really <laughs> beautiful way to start your day. And they're just an easy, you know, four or five minutes for the not super seasoned meditator or the seasoned meditator alike, you know, HeartRise plays well with others. We have a lot of people that have other practices that love to integrate because the heart really is the bridge. And with that, the breath gives way to open things up and to really bring you back home. And it also is restorative. So there's so many elements to the breath that really um, give way to that heartful connection, but it also cultivates that coherence between head and heart. So with breath and with voice and with presence, and you start to connect in, even as a practice to see if you can feel for your heartbeat, you know, to just breathe and give attention to heartbeat and feel that um, can really be a beautiful way to begin the day. I'm a big advocate for starting the day heart first. Absolutely. And because it's so, it's, it's only four or five minutes, you can invest four or five minutes in yourself <laughs> before the day starts, right? Set the tone because that really does determine the quality of the rest of your day, I feel, is the way, uh, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it all the time, just jumping into everything through anxiety. I'm just, oh, I got so much to do today. I gotta, I gotta start right now. And then just like, then I see your text message come in and I'm like, all right. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, that makes so, me so happy to know. It is, would, yeah. yeah. It's just a powerful, powerful way to start, right? You mm -hmm. don't have to sit there and meditate for one hour to be in a meditative space, especially if you haven't meditated. That's practice. That's a that's literally a practice. You have to build that muscle. Yeah. Just like anyone would if they're lifting weights or whatever. It's more of the emotional muscle the yes. spiritual muscle yes, and it just bleeds into everything. Yeah, it really does. And people do notice a shift that excites me so much working with others where I'll, 
you know, whether it's in a corporate context, I'll have, you know, after a workshop or an experience, people who've worked together five years and then suddenly they feel so much more connected with each other after connecting to their heart. It's so beautiful what that can bring. And similarly, you know, I'll have people who will say, oh, wow, my my partner or my, you know, a family member or best friend is really not like they're noticing something's going on, you know, or as I, I love to say, your radiance is contagious. But once ignited and plugged in and powered up, you can really sense it. And it doesn't mean that everything is peaches and lollipops all the time, but that you have a practice and this is an actual method. So the four steps, once you learn it, and there are ways to learn it for anyone who wants to go deeper into the practice. But once you understand the four steps and you can really practice it like any kind of training, you can really retrain your brain with the power of your heart. And then it's like, watch out. <laughs> and that's, that's where the rewiring really that's happens. Right. Cause it's, it's very subconscious what we're, how we're operating. And it's so unnatural to be in an anxious state and a right. stressful state for extended periods of time, uh, which I was for a long time. And I know how it was affecting my health personally. Like it, and I'm a healthy guy and it was really affecting my health and I'm learning more about the body and then what stress does to the body with adrenaline and cortisol. And there, there is a serious cost to operating that way. Mm. And even not just the peace of mind, but your physical health, your life is being shortened if you're operating and, and stress all the time. And I was noticing that path as one of the reasons I got out of the military, <laughs> but now it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping those who are still in. Mm. Because I love, of, yeah. I love that so much. And I want to just add, because it's so potent, you know, mind, body, spirit, even for those wellness minded or not, um, is often the way that wellness is described. And so people will tap in and the heart kind of gets left out or it gets tucked into one of those buckets. And it's not really revered as this intelligent source. And it really is. And it, as it comes to even when it, in the corporate world, when we describe, for example, emotional intelligence training is often that's some of the terminology we use when we're working in that space. And it's while it's definitely getting traction, especially during the pandemic, it's been high demand now because everyone realizes we need some emotional, um, you know, sort of emotionally intelligent leadership. But that said, it's how to these softer skills that we haven't really been taught to respect or revere that can really be um, the epicenter for all those other things. So, you know, we tend to think of like the physical working out and like a lot of these other are eating well and you know, we've, we've got the sort of wellness game down in those ways, but, and, and some of us, maybe not everyone, but we're, we're in that, you know, we've at least gotten quite far along that path, but the heart piece is still has, it really needs to catch up. And it's such an important, it's kind of the epicenter. Um, so I, I really, I'm excited to see that there has been a lot more traction and, you know, just mm -hmm. the responsiveness and people really recognizing that, wow, it's okay to just, you know, be fully who I am and, to acknowledge, because that's the, that's where the block happens. You know, it's that we've got this sort of perfection game and this sort of like having to hold up, you know, all of these identities and these roles and it's, you know, this big masquerade and it's ironic now with all the masks. And I often in, in the book and in, in our practice, we talk about the masquerade, but that whole idea of like, you know, pretending everything's okay when it's not, but the more real we can get, even in the workplace, even in school, even with our friends and our family and those we love, it's okay to say, I'm hurting or I need help because we all are myself included. It's not, 
you know, most of the time it, it can be challenging, but it's where we're coming from inside that can really shift the course of how we roll. And it's amazing what it can do when we open up to, um, to recognize that and the connectedness that happens. And we need each other right now more than ever. So um, it is an exciting time to be alive for that reason. I feel that there's really a lot of opportunity for us to remember who we are. There's a real remembering that comes with the heart because you know, the beauty is each of us know we have that wisdom inherent and that's part of the practice. It's not that I have the answers for you or for anyone. Each of you has your own best wisdom. It's about returning to it. Mm -hmm. And we, we have that we're born with it yes. because you don't see a kid getting discouraged, you know, when they fall down, when they can't walk, they get right back up. And then as soon as we fail once in our dream, we just say, all right, you know, I'm gonna just go stick to the job that I hate and like live a miserable life. <laughs> you know, we have that. We just got to tap into that. Who our our essence of who we were when we were before we got conditioned otherwise, I believe. Being who you are though, that piece of yeah. like we're born this way and this it's our it's our inherent nature and mm -hmm. we get sort of programmed out of it. And it's very much the the busy mind that does that. But the beauty is you can come back home to your heart just mm -hmm. as readily with commitment, you know, and you can build that strength. Yes. Through repetition. Yes. It is all possible. And I, I forgot to mention your book in the, the beginning oh, of this. Can yeah. you give us a, can you tell us about that? Cause I know you put uh, a lot of heart into that. Could you tell I us? I did. I did. And this, as you see, even the shape of it. So this is high on heart, the heart rise method in a book. And it's, um, it's really, it's, you know, it's got like mm -hmm. a lot of, um, you know, just very, it's a visual sort of odyssey, if you will. And it's the method in a book. Um, I wrote it, it just literally flowed right out of me because I had been teaching and facilitating the practice for years. So when I went to write it, it was literally like a month or less when I wrote it. Then I took a you know month or so and I worked with someone who helped me edit, who was amazing. And then I took where we just mapped things out, but it was all there. It was just sort of like a little bit of restructuring. And then we, and then I worked on the design, which also took another month. And so it was like three months and I creatively wow. got to lay it out and do the creative on it, which was really fun because Again, as I mentioned at the top, you know, having all these different pieces of my journey that have all fed into what is now HeartRise. So the book is the method, but it's also the kind of thing that you can use as an oracle. Like you could, you know, a card you can just pull, like, let's do mm -hmm. one right now. I'm just going to flip it open. Yeah. Let's see what we got. How's that? I'll do it. Okay. Wow. What did I just say no. about masquerade? Is that <laughs> wild? I call those heart winks. That is so wild. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let's dive in a little further. It's literally what we were just saying. This is the power of the heart, you all. And there's so much Amen. in here. As sweet young babes, we come into the world so full of feelings, ready to express, learn, and emote. Yet the moment we're old enough, it's literally what you just said. If anyone is questioning the power of the heart, check this. This is literally what you just <laughs> said. And that's what happens. You get these winks, as I call them, heart winks signs yet the moment we're old enough we're taught to categorize control and contain our feelings to judge them to edit them to behave whatever that means anymore or ever really children should be seen and not heard we're taught by those we revere to put a brave face on it to smile through the pain to toughen up all of which reek of the detrimental programming we're taught to live by and adhere to shutting down our feelings in order to function. 
putting a mask on it. This is Danger Bay, and sadly, where most of us live. We are conditioned to repress, to suppress, to contract, and to blend in, to dim our light so that we fit. How painful, how uncomfortable. Striving to be accepted, we keep to our lane, confined by the checklist of how to be and be seen. We learn to pretend, we practice being normal, boring, safe, impersonal, inauthentic. So that's just a context one. I want to give a little bit of a lift because that gives some story <laughs> like around why we need this, but I want to, I want to give a little bit of a, a higher frequency read. Okay. I'm going to do one more, okay, but that okay. was so, so on point. Okay. This is another page. Feel it all. And at the end of each section, there's a little kind of recap and the steps are broke. So the four steps are mapped out. But again, it's a fun journey. You can read it in one go or you can pop open like we just did and get exactly what you need. Feel it all. Every time we hold back what we're feeling, we build another layer around our heart. The blessing is in the same way, we can also learn to open our hearts one feeling at a time. One honest expression at a time, telling the truth instead of what we think someone wants to hear. As we honor the real voice beyond the mask with gentle care, the vibration of our heart shares the song of our soul. And in this raw, tender, powerful space, we get to recognize each other again. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's so important to have, I think, visual triggers. So not only is the book just visually beautiful and the way it's designed, it's different than a, a traditional book and the creative aspect, the visuals in it. I, I think it's important for people to have, that's part of rewiring. You have, you start the, those habits, like the five minutes of conscious breathing and feeling, maybe read a page of something like that that can reset your mind from thinking whatever wherever your mind's at could bring you back to something intentional and those triggers and those habits doing it repetitively that begins to make new associations in your brain so you're not operating in that previous state constantly and chronically like i was when i was in the military and i was affecting my health and a lot of other issues that came out of that so thank you for that mm -hmm. i'll i'll link all that um, uh, the book and everything and the podcast high on heart. So, <laughs> you know, we, we have to consciously program our minds. I truly believe this because if you're not, you're susceptible to the 5,000 advertisements you see, uh, and the social media and everyone else's agenda and all everyone else's, uh, wh whatever reason they want you to pay attention to them, usually for some sort of profit back to who you are and, and living a life that's wholehearted and living fully and loving authentically. Mm. So I want to, <laughs> <laughs> before we wrap this up, um, where is the best place to reach Miss Jessie May Wolf? Yeah. Well, I love that you brought up Ignite Bites. Those are a really fun way to stay connected. And actually I really do take the time to connect directly so it's a text that you receive every morning you can text us 
And essentially you get a little morning mini heart rise meditation. This morning was all about patience. Mm -hmm. Each day there's a different theme and they're on a monthly cycle. So it's always, you know, it's wild that the people that have been practicing since we launched them and I put them out right around the election. So it was very well received. And those that have been practicing since then have shared with me, much like with the book, they'll say, wow, that one hit me today exactly when I needed it, you know? So it's wild and beautiful the way when you hear something or, or send something or pick up on something, if you catch it in a different moment, it has a new context. So that's a really beautiful way to just have a daily practice and to stay directly connected. And we can share the number and I can, I mean, I can say it now, but that's an easy way to just get a free mini daily meditation um, and they're heart rise based. So they're just, they're mm -hmm. really all about the heart medicine. And then there's so many other, we do a monthly tribe connect. Actually, I want to have you join the next one. They're so amazing. They're on the full moon and they're just a powerful gathering of community that come together virtually. I was doing them pre pandemic, but during the pandemic, they really escalated and become this kind of like amazing space that our, our community come together. And it's just such a beautiful heart based community that um, come and feel seen and feel safe and feel held. And, you know, I lead the session and then I do a guided practice, but there's sharing and there's community building and you get to know beautiful hearts from all over. So that's mm -hmm. also a really beautiful way that's on the site. So heartrisemovement.com. I'm also bringing this into, and we are, I have leaders um, who we did two leadership trainings through the pandemic. So, which is wild when I think back to consider, but um, so there are more people now who are teaching and facilitating the method. So they're running ignition programs and ongoing practice so that people can tune in from anywhere. And we do bring this into companies, schools, organizations, creative culture and communities. Um, and as things open back up, I do a lot of speaking and activations and live sessions, everything from I did an event with free people at the Ace Hotel for Coachella to um, I did a summit for suicide prevention, you know, so it's the range is far and wide and um, my heart is super committed. So if you have a project or a vision, something that you want support with, bring it on. I'm, I'm here to support however I best can. Uh, one last thing I want to mention is that you just reminded me of it. It's all, it's very, very much about the community yeah. and the support system that you have, because we face, everyone faces issues and when we're facing them alone yeah. that becomes over overwhelming and we're not supposed to operate alone we're so connected that it's crazy mm -hmm. uh and, and for people to want to go through very serious problems and issues and keep it all reserved mm -hmm. <laughs> they, you know they, they they will continue to struggle until they get some support because it's very hard to make those those breakthroughs alone and that's why what you do is so important that's why uh it's important for suicide prevention i'm glad you do work for that uh, and you're getting out there more organizations because so much more people need to tap into their heart so yeah. thank you for all the work you do uh, it's such a pleasure and i want to just add to that community piece you know we have such a cross-section of people from you know, men, women, old, young, you know, it's funny because all the marketing hoo-ha, we haven't done a lot and we're starting to work with the team. And I jokingly say like, I was the lead magnet. I am the sales funnel. Like we don't have any of that stuff, which we're starting to get more dialed on. But it's funny because, you know, I used to do a lot of in-person events and people would literally come for the hugs. Like, I mean, more than that, but, you know, to connect mm -hmm. and to feel seen and loved and held and to remember that we belong to each other because, you know, we do and we need each other, myself included. I get so much from the sessions, and you know, as well. And 
Um, and we have so many, like I said, all walks of life, cultures, backgrounds, ages, everybody is welcome in, in our community and we do need that. So, you know, I feel um, just called to share that. And the last thing I will mention is we just dropped, it's going out next week, but by the time this is live, um, a very special from overwhelm to ease meditation that's eight or nine minutes. So for someone that just wants to practice on the daily, it takes you mm. through the method through two cycles. So it's really good to just plug into, especially now as everything is shifting. And, you know, there's a lot of, like you said, there's noise out there that can be, you know, overwhelming. So it just brings you back into ease and it's going to be available. So we can put that in the link. It's a free meditation that I created for everyone. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening, give your heart some love. You weren't you didn't have to earn it and it keeps you alive. So put some attention to it uh, and give it the love it needs. Thank you, Jesse May, for joining me today. The greatest gift someone can give is their self and their time. And you did that here today. So I must thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I am so grateful for you and the beautiful heart you are. And thank you for having me and to everyone tuning in. I really appreciate you. I see you. You're so loved and I'm just honored to be here. Thank you, love. Thank you. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.